Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lionel, command it. I also command that you keep listening to Adrian Has Issues. Starting is always hard. You go from, hey, we're having this great thing, now we gotta, like, stop. No, you talk, you say, hey, she's awesome, she's older, she sounds just like me. Introduce my sister. That's that's all. <laughs> you already did. Yeah, there you go. It doesn't work for you. You're welcome. All right, and, <laughs> all right. Awesome. Cool, we'll cue the theme song. <laughs> You look like the world's most aggressive synthesizer player, or a synthesizer player that's afraid of synths. Like, I'm afraid of keys. <laughs> the music frightens me, but I'm compelled to play. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Adrian Has Issues, the conversational podcast celebrating the culture of creativity. Um, so today's guest has been threatening me to be on for years. Literally. Like, it's been literal years. Literally. And most of my guests... I usually have some pre-existing knowledge of, and a lot of the shows getting to know them. But what happens when your guest is someone that you've known most of your life? Um, all of your life. I well, was here first. No, well, yes. <laughs> I was lurking in the background. I was like, <laughs> there was always a threat of the sequel. <laughs> the baby's born, but you're like, the, like the hand comes yes. up. Like, it's not done. Not done. Oh my gosh! So. I'm just going to just cut to chase. My dear older sister, who constantly is reminding me that she's older, even though we're aware of this, who has like the most like older sister energy ever. I might have to write a book on being an older sister. Right? I think it's just older siblings in general, because uh, our good friend and guest, uh, J.L. Draco, uh, he had done a Twitch stream, and his brother was on one day. And it's funny, I'm looking at him like, okay, that's definitely the younger brother. Like, I can feel the <laughs> younger brother vibes. You know your own kind, like <laughs> it's like flocking, like, right? <laughs> let me let me go over here. These people understand what it's like to be oppressed by a sibling, but lovingly, lovingly, sibling oppressed. oppression. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the one thing though. Didn't actually get sibling oppression. I don't think because I wasn't around to oppress her. Actually, no, I I damaged her early and then went away. Yes. Do you remember the story of Finding Nemo? No, I don't. So. We would watch Finding She must have been, what, like four, three, four, maybe? Okay. And we would watch it on loop, like five times yes. in a row. Fast forward like a week or two, and she's like, oh, Fallon, what are you eating? And I said, a sandwich. Oh, a kind of sandwich. A fish sandwich. Oh, no, 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 no. Rewind. I asked her what she was eating, and she said it was a fish sandwich. And I was like, but I thought fish were friends, not food. And she looked Alan. at me, and I was like, "I just broke that child. I am so sorry." And how I don't I don't know how she managed to stay so sweet, being related to both of us. I know it was just already absolute worst. <laughs> the genes were good. the The constant effect of our influence was just right? not there, thankfully. No, I think it was there, but I think like tangentially. But the groundwork was always yes. there. Yes, thankfully, <laughs> was there to give her her fighting spirit, and you know. Fight the man, because I wasn't. I'm like, I'm lazy. I'm just going to read this book. And definitely did not get that. 
Right. <laughs> or it's like, okay, I'll fight them. It's like, no, wait, fight this one. You're fighting the wrong person. Yes. Don't, don't fight that person. <laughs> like, in doing the show, I've been talking about all this stuff, especially when it comes to video games and music and all these stories that I was like, oh, my sister and I used to do this, and my sister and I used to do that. Now you're here. And so now this is the voice of the person I can blame for everything. You're welcome. Now I cannot listen to Savage Garden, which I still do without thinking of Secret of Mana. And In Loop. In loop. <laughs> on loop. Like, completely looped. And that was not even, what was the second album? Like, Affirmation? Affirmation. Yeah, not even. It was, no. like, the first one. No, and Carry On Dancing reminds me of a specific, like, game scene where we're dragging Mommy <laughs> as as the dwarf over the caverns because she oh. was passed out. Okay. <laughs> so, if any of you haven't played the Super Nintendo RPG Secret of Mana, first off, good. And also, you're depriving yourself of the greatest... I love the story so much, I tell it all the time, but I'm going to tell it again. So, it was one of the few, like, multiplayer action RPGs at the time. Mm-hmm. And there's three characters. There's, of course, the hero boy. Then there's the, the nondescript girl. And then there's your other character. Your, si- your, your, your side-side character. Your side-side <laughs> character who's a dwarf. I was the, the boy of the sword. Fallon was the girl who actually should have been the leader because you oh, were... Oh, 100%. I was like, guys, you're slowing me down. <laughs> and, our, and our mom was the dwarf. Three completely per- different personalities, three completely different playing styles, and different like three different <laughs> levels of annoyance <laughs> and patience. <laughs> Mommy always ran into those damn flowers that would make you pass out, and we just had to drag her around. I was like, you just wake up. Just wake and up. I was trying to fight everything. Fallon's trying to run. And this game's sadistic because you only had, what, four different healing items? Yes. And there's only three of you, so yes. if one other person dies, like, you're... So we spent... What a year, two years mm-hmm. trying to play this game, trying to beat this thing. Um, there was almost like a behind the music, and we got together, <laughs> we were cool for a while. Then there was <laughs> we break up tension, tension in the group, <laughs> it all went to sepia tone or like negative. It was right? a negative screen. You're like, uh oh, something went wrong. There's no more color. It found there, of course, in the testimonial light, the cigarette, like, yeah, like honestly, I was the heart of the team, man. And like, they were just bringing me down, and like, they didn't understand my art, they didn't. I had a whip. Like, it was a long-distance weapon, and I could use it to get us to places. What is your sword doing? I'm charging up to level 8 so Stop I can actually it. hit something. And what did Mavia? I feel like she just had a stick. Like- no, it, was, it was not a stick. It was, <laughs> no, it was either, I think it was an axe, wasn't it? Was it an axe? I can't even remember what her weapon was. And we fought, like, cats and dogs for the better half of a year. And to the point where, like, one of us or, like, two of us found played a good chunk by ourselves, And then we basically had our quote-unquote reunion show <laughs> where we actually got together to defeat the final boss. <laughs> and we did. We did. One of the greatest experiences ever. But it's like, I almost don't want to play that game anymore. I, I thought about getting it for my phone. But then I got uh, Chrono Trigger instead. And that was a bad idea. No, Chrono Trigger is a good idea. No, I'm... S- because I need to level up for, like, the rest of my life. So I'm still stuck in the past. No, I'm in the future. And with the robots and all that craziness, yeah. just walking around killing rats in circles. And I've had this game for like four years, and I've gotten nowhere. <laughs> Completely nowhere. I'm like, this is like my RPG life. <laughs> and that was the beauty of it between that, Final Fantasy, especially 6. I'm sorry, I love 7, but 6 was my heart. Um, Lord of the Rings, remember that hot mess? Mm-mm, we're not even going to talk about Lord of the Rings. Like, everybody who complains that they walk too much in the, in <laughs> the, the movies, movie? you obviously have not played the game. It was like, where are we going? What is happening? Why are there so many trees? We like, never got anywhere. Got there was nowhere. a cave where we would occasionally stab a bat. 
And I'm not advocating bat stabbings or animal cruelty, no, but... but... And then I think eventually we did come across something and it killed us instantly. And it's like, how are we ever supposed to defend against this? Because we didn't kill enough bats. <laughs> that was our first mistake. <laughs> we should have just kept a log of all the things we did wrong. So I had brought the the game case out of storage and brought it to the kids. And of course, they're all like playing with like Super Nintendo. Yeah. Stepdaughter's like loving Mario RPG. And like I'm humming like the the Far as the Mushrooms theme. And I was like, that's Mario RPG. And I was like, I. I love you guys. Aw. And then they're like, what's this game? They hold a secret of mana. And I almost snatched that at her hands like, we are not playing this. You are not old enough to deal with the consequences of this cartridge right here. No, what did I tell them? Like, we're not playing this because I love you too much. Because <laughs> this will ruin us. Yes. You, gotta so, be, you have to be made of strong stuff to survive that. And the, between like the three of us, no, we're two different people. Yeah. And in that case, I'll probably be the character that falls asleep. Yes, that's fine. Which I thought was cool and beautiful when you had your wedding, and then these songs that we heard, like, constantly, not Savage Garden, but yes. for Secret of Mana, <laughs> are now in the wedding, and it's like, oh. So, I had to fight with my husband, because <laughs> I wanted them in an actual ceremony. He's like, this is religious, and we have to have some semblance of honor for God. And I was like, I'm honoring God with my love of, of video. this video game. <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> video games were religion to us. Yeah, I mean... I went to church sometimes, but I totally play video games every day. Right. And it, it it was like family unity and bonding. So I thought it was important to have it. So I put it in the prelude so that, you know, people could enjoy it, but not confuse it with the church part. Which is funny because all these people, because I remember a few people muttering, like, this is a nice song. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> 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 this game was probably made by heathens. Yes, it totally was. Ha ha. Did I put Sailor Moon in? I no. wanted to. Wait, really? Wait, which theme for, like, not the, the actual, just the regular theme? No, song. the it was, like, The Princess Awakens, I think it's called. It's, like, it's the slowed down, like, piano version of the theme Okay, song. so it's not, like, the... But it didn't come, it didn't come around on the organ as well. Like, she would have had to play on the piano. It was, like... <laughs> no, I'm just imagining you coming out, like, walking down, like, Dad's whole yard, fighting evil by moonlight. And I'm, like, what? <laughs> It would have been awesome. (laughs) So the music I chose for the wedding, I had to because I didn't want to be like, ooh, like, here comes the bride. Because that song is boring. It's boring. So boring and overdone. So I chose um, Air on the G-String, which made me laugh because I thought of thongs. And so so personal enjoyment, laughing there. And then I left on the arrival of the Queen of Sheba. I was like, yeah, because I'm black. Take that. I'm black. I'm black, I'm y'all. And I'm black, y'all. I'm not black any black. Wait, um. I just taught. I just taught the baby. Just, I, I go. I go. Say it loud. And she goes, "I'm black and I'm proud." And I'm like, "Yes, baby, you are." But um, when you had left, she's on. I look pointing to the mantle, being like, "Oh, mommy, mommy." And it's like it was picture grandma. Oh, I look so much like my grandmother. It's scary. Like I'll see pictures of grandma when she was young, and I'm like, "That's my face." Yes, that's you. I'm like, can I please have it back? And I'm like, but she should be saying that to me because literally I am my grandmother. So, and that's kind of, I think, the beauty of this. And I'm so glad we got to do it because obviously when we were playing those games, we were kids. Yes. And then, you know, you went off to college. Mm -hmm. Then you came back and corrupted me with The Sims for the rest of my life. Wait, I've been playing this game literally 20 years. And the weird part is it's only been 20 years. I I feel like, what, what, hey, how did I find it? Like, I don't know. You just I came home know. with it. And I'm like, oh, which was wrong. 
Um, <laughs> because it's a trap and you can't ever get out of. No. And now I'm like raising children in this island community. And I'm like, kids, go swim with the dolphins. Like, you're in my way. It's so horrible. Now that I'm a mother... And I'm like, I've got a child to raise. I've got responsibilities. And the only thing I could think of to do is put her to bed so I can raise digital children. <laughs> As like relaxation. I was like, how is this relaxing? Because the difference I've got, is- I've got like, I've got, the laundry is piling up in the sim so bad that there's like funky piles and then like it breaks. And now I got to fix it. I'm not fixing a dryer in my house. I got to worry about fires. Maid no, got caught. No, the on, fires are the, the least maid, part. The maid caught on fire because someone now didn't I'm, clean up the lint trap and he went and put the stuff in the dryer and it caught. I saved his life, but. I, I'm mad that's a thing in the Sims now. Because before <laughs> dryer you lit. Just, it used to just be TV repair and then the repair guy would die. Dryer lint. Remember that one house we had where it was like a graveyard to repair people? Yes. Oh my god. That TV kept killing people. Well, now you can upgrade them so you don't kill people, but then you got to get your Sims with enough like handiness to not kill themselves and also upgrade <laughs> them. <laughs> oh no. And it's the best. And they put us in charge of children. Yeah, man. Now you can get be like all eco-friendly. I didn't buy that one because it's not on sale. Because like I'm already spending. How much money have I dumped into this game? Okay. So I actually had, funny enough, I was looking this up the other day. Did you, you do wanna, math? Someone did it for me. Thank gosh. Uh, the Sims 4, the expansions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I guess not on sale. 500 over $500. And I didn't even buy all of them. That's just expansions because I i don't need vampires in my life anymore. Yes, like you that. do. Not in The Sims because they were just like sucking your blood left and right. And no, I'm like, I need because to then they get mad at you and then they go steal your newspaper during the day and they smolder. <laughs> I don't even know if they do that anymore. Oh. And then there's a magic one. I don't need magic. And then remember in three, there was the mummies? Yes. The, well, they brought it back kind of. Why are there mummies in The Sims now? I don't know. It did, I don't need... We know what it reminds me of those those old those old movies where like Dracula meets Frankenstein. You're like, actually, Frankenstein was the name of the doctor, not the monster. Just correcting you. Found new characters were gone on the podcast. Um, I'm like, let me let me fix your thoughts. Could that be my new podcast title? Let, let me fix it. your thoughts. Let me fix your thoughts. Okay, copyright um, Fallon <laughs> 2020 on this on this day. The 11th of July, the year of our Lord. No one else will understand how much the Sims ruled our world and now being parents and then, I guess, starting our own professional slash creative careers. On one end, I wish I had had you on ages ago, Mm -hmm. but I'm also glad to have you on now. Mm -hmm. Let's just kind of cut to the chase. Um, This has not been a great couple of, well, years, honestly. Yes. Because there's some people that's like, it's been a terrible couple of months. I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) If if any of your listeners have not seen Shit's Creek, please watch it. And so some of the noises I'm going to make are de- decidedly from Alexis, and it's hysterical. Please watch it. But if I make random noises, it's because I'm also emoting. So continue. <laughs> so with that said, and I know we had talked about doing this for a while, and I know that that's not necessarily the easiest topic to break into after, of course, discussing like ridiculous video game stuff. But I also thought it was important. And for what it's worth, I'm glad that we're having this discussion now after having kind of like processed. Because I feel like if we had done this originally when we wanted to. I wasn't going to set the world on fire. I think prior to this, I was in a place where it was just. And and literally, it's been years. 
of like this undercurrent of negativity that other people are finally seeing and now willfully ignoring, which I think made me angrier. Right, which I feel like if anyone who's confused, like that's a weird transition, but I think it actually makes uh, um, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of the stuff that we did growing up, like the books we read, the games we played, the music we listened to, for the better half of my life, no, for my entire life, I was constantly told that at least for me, I was not technically allowed to be involved in all this stuff. I think I made a place for myself. I think I forged a path that I chose and people were just like, oh, well, that's Fallon. It, right. was, it was outside of my color. It was just who I was. I'm like, wow, Fallon listens to everything. Wow, Fallon reads everything, mostly. Like, I just got into nonfiction. It took me a while. It's sometimes it's rough reading. Um, So I claimed it and I pushed past all of it. I also pushed through a lot of spaces that maybe weren't for me. Right. And I chose to be there. Right. And made other people deal with it. Because that's like that thing of like, okay, you're asking for your seat at the table, which is fine, but sometimes you can't just ask. Sometimes you just have to sit down. Yes, and that's literally how Fallon is. So I used to work at an Applebee's, and we couldn't drink at work afterwards, which I see, but I'm trying to give you my money back. Like, wouldn't as a business, you'd love that? Right. Anyway. The work at a comic book store, by the way. <laughs> um, like, just take, just take, just take No disrespect back. to Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. <laughs> Shop Eastside Max. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. I met you a couple of times. So we'd walk up the street to a bar and it was, it was, I think it was supposed to be a biker bar, but it was too bright. And I'm like, someone got the scheme wrong, but whatever. So I'm going to tell the story the way I envisioned it happened. Not necessarily the exact truth. Okay. So I go in with a couple of people from work and it's a group of us and it's mixed, but I'm the darkest person there. And so we walk in. And it was like, the jukebox was on, they stopped the jukebox, went in the back to get a record player, put the record on, and then went, (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened. They were like, this needs more of a thing. And what did Fallon do? She just sat at the bar. Like, this is now, I've claimed this as my space. Right. And if anyone has a problem with it. And I don't think it was, anything was ever outrightly done against me at that bar. Like, mm-hmm. I went there for a couple of years, and it was funny. Um, like, sometimes I would get stares, and I'm like, whatever, I'm just here to have my drink. Yeah, like, you get stares, but, like, you can usually avoid the stares as long as they're from, like, a distance and not, like, right up on Wait. you. So, I'm at the bar with a friend of mine, there's a guy playing pool, and he just keeps looking at me and looking at me. And I'm like, what is this guy's problem? He's looking at me, he finally comes to the bar. Is there an issue? I say right to him. He goes, what? And I'm like, you keep staring at me. Do you want to say something? He goes, well, I just thought you were beautiful, and I was trying to figure out how to talk to you. <laughs> I was like, well, I hope that just killed every thought of you dating me. And then we dated for three months. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Also, random fun fact, he actually was the bass player for a popular 90s group and had the gold album. Wait, what band? Hanson? Wait, what? <laughs> what? I dated them. He was he was he was their bass player. <laughs> Wait, like the oldest kid? No, 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 no. He was like in their like their studio band. Oh, I was like I was like you dated a Hanson. I did time not I did not me. date a Hanson. I dated like a Hanson removed. 
<laughs> so was he not related to the dog? No. And okay. then my friend, I don't remember if you know my friend, uh, but she 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 called him Mbop like all the time. All the time. I was like, that is wrong, but not wrong. Okay. And that's um it's funny you should say that. Like, um, I was thinking about this was 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. Went to a gaming convention in PA. Um, that was your first problem. I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love PA. It was the space, you know, it was a really good time. But the convention center was in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And honestly, driving there, there were just fields, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm like, I'm here, rental car. Obviously, I know some friends. Um, You're aware of them, too. Um, mm-hmm. World of Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were performing there, like, in middle of like, a bunch of people that, like, we know of and who are awesome. And afterwards, like, the, this was after the first night. Cause I think it was, like, a two- three-day thing so i'm like okay what is around to eat now there was like a buffalo wild wings or something and i'm like they rip you off so much exactly they're literally just selling you the sauces the chicken wings are so little like what is this where's the meat (laughs) sorry so like i knew that was that's why i was like okay this is gonna be a bit expensive and it's Mm -hmm. just so all right and i'm like well there is a wawa but as a northern New Jersey native. It hurts your soul going to walk into. Going to a Wawa is just like, I don't And they can smell the quick check on me. When I, walk. <laughs> I think they walked like, I'm like, something's green in here. Like, <laughs> but in their defense, their fruit salads are on point. That's what I've heard. Okay. So I'm like, I could have, and honestly, I should have just did that. Grabbed the sandwich, grabbed mm-hmm. some snacks, gone back to the room. Yeah. Um, and also, I was just late for the, the one convention because... Um, I was watching, what oh, was no. that? Lifetime movie with Will Ferrell and um, Kristen Wiig. That was a thing? You never saw it? No. So there, there was a, they did a um, Lifetime movie. And like Will Ferrell plays this author who like, I guess has this affair with some woman on a book tour. And she comes, a, a deadly adoption, I think it's Stop called. Stop it. And the whole time I'm thinking, this is going to be a laugh ride. There's going to be, no, they play <laughs> it legit. If you can find it on okay. YouTube or some sort of legit streaming service, watch it. It's okay. amazing. All right. So then I could I could have just done that, yeah. but I'm like, you know what? There's a local. I'm like, I'm googling. Okay, what's yeah. an area? And there's like a local dive bar. Go in, you know, and grab I, a beer, just sit. And yeah, eat and I'm like, I'm hungry, so I'll put in an order for wings, as I often do. Beer and wings is my thing. Mm-hmm. This guy comes up to me because he sees my shirt. It's like, oh, Coyden Cambria, and it's like, oh, shoot, like you're a fan. So we're having like a chat. We're having a good time, and it turns out this dude's like a big fan. Like he knows like their back catalog. Wow. And I'm like, what are the odds I'm mm-hmm. meeting you out here? And we even play some stuff on Jukebox, annoy some of the people. Because that's fun. So as we're chatting, I'm eating, having a drink. So it's like, oh, I'm going to go smoke. You want to come outside? So we were just talking more about the band. They're just like, you know, where are you from? I'm like, oh, I'm from Jersey. You know, came up here for a convention, so on and so forth. You know, we're talking about Kuwait some more, and we end up singing like Pearl of the Stars. I can't with you guys. Which is, now I realize I had a few drinks. And it's also a great song. Super sad song, by the way. And he's like, yeah, so it's nice meeting you. And oh, by the way, I hope this isn't weird. But I just have to tell you something. Just so you know, like this bar, they're not their particularly like friendliest people. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so they're like, you know, rough around your back. He's like, no, to you. Well, A, thank you for the heads up. Right. But, like, the fact that he had to say it is so horrible. Right. And he basically was like, and I'm sorry. And I don't know, maybe because he had a few to drink himself, mm-hmm. and maybe he just felt, like, bad. And he's like, honestly, I kind of brought you out here because you notice the people are coming in. Like, this is not a safe place for you. Oh. But it's like, I wanted to also make sure that you were okay. Mm-hmm. 
And like, but it turns out he was, of course, a fan of the band yeah. and everything. And he's, it was uncomfortable. I was upset, almost a little nauseous. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm like, thanking him wasn't the right response okay. because it's not quite like a thanks. I mean, I guess he, in a way, he did save my behind. Yes. But by the same token, the fact that he even had to do that. But thanking him wasn't like absolving anyone else for the situation. Right. Like, he was just being a good guy and being like, I'm watching your back and like. Yeah, and he was a really cool dude and we chatted some more. Mm-hmm. We went back inside, played some more stuff that annoyed people on because then he's like into all these other scene bands from like mm-hmm. way back when. And then, you know, I was like, oh yeah, we should look up each other on so and so social networking thing. Never, and it's funny, I looked at that information, never found it, and I've never heard from this guy again. Hmm. And I don't know if he ever kept a card or anything yeah. like that, but it's like, that story always stuck with me because it almost realized, like, okay, talking about making a space for yourself. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you enter these spaces, mm-hmm. and they don't want you there. Yes. And at that point, okay, then who is it on to then make sure that that space is, you know, I guess rhetorically, like, you know, whose job is it? Because yes. was it of mine? Because let's say hypothetically, if someone had pulled up on me, I would have had to offend for myself. Mm-hmm. But then I guess this guy being a like a return ally or mm-hmm. whoever, just being a good person, realizing that there's an issue and finding a way to make actually comfortable so that way I wasn't aware of the issue. The issue, mm-hmm. Or at but least- is that protection of you just giving everyone else, again, a pass? Like, him talking to you doesn't fix the problem at this bar. Exactly. And the thing is, this looks like a guy who's a regular here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to, I don't even know yeah, if yeah, he's yeah. even heard this. I'm not trying to necessarily crap on him, but he clearly goes here enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so this is the kind of environment that it is. You yourself don't seem like the type of person who would kind of follow along with mm-hmm. that. But you're, you being here is being complicit. Exactly. And a lot of people don't understand that. You know, a lot of people are saying silence is complicit. A com- complicity? That sounds right. Um, and in some cases, it is. And you shouldn't take that necessarily as an attack, but an opportunity to assess what you're doing. Right. And to reflect on how you can change and make a change. And maybe talk to some of these people. Maybe it's up to you to fight the good fight as the ally when you see the problem. Right. To me, I've always remembered that example because, of course, talking about being in what's essentially white spaces Mm -hmm. and I guess someone who was helping out, but I never knew where his head really was at Mm -hmm. because he's like, I may not necessarily like this guy, but I don't necessarily want to see anything bad happen to him. I don't think he would have started the conversation if he, like, if, was it the shirt that made him like you or was it, I don't want to see someone get hurt? Probably a little bit of both, maybe. And is that a bad thing? No. He, in, in the grander scheme of things, he did a good thing. Right. And we are we want to promote people doing good things. But there needs to be a next step. The next right thing. Love Frozen 2. If you haven't seen it, please see it. It's better than the first. Um, it really is. So do the next right thing. Like Once you've protected the person who came into a space they didn't realize was unsafe... Try to make the space safe for people to just come. Right. But then I'm thinking, how many people, and we can even use this in a figurative sense, how many people are actually going to go to these spaces? Because a lot of times, if you know that this space is not safe for you, will you actively go there? Well, sometimes there are places that I assumed were unsafe, and then I realized that they weren't 
actually okay. And that was just from what I heard from other people. Right. I think back in the day when they had the Green Book, and mm-hmm. if no one understands what a Green Book is, it was a book for black travelers. I believe it came out in maybe the 40s. You might have to fact check me on that. It might have been earlier. Basically, what it is, is it laid out all the places it was safe for you to eat and sleep or towns you couldn't drive through after a certain hour because they would run you out. And so it gave black travelers an opportunity to stay safe while on the road. Right. And I would love to promote that, would love to push that. I think someone's actually doing that. They call themselves Green Book. I think it's on Instagram, but it's more of like a a product format. And I don't think, I think we need to move away from that. Um, we'll talk about my project a little later and how I'm pushing more towards a green book kind of situation. But there's a, there's a bar that's local to here. And for years, I would never go there. And I go everywhere. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, whatever, they can deal with me. Right. But for some reason, it always scared me off. And I actually met a couple of people who used to frequent this bar. They're like, there's no problem here. You can always come. But every time I drove past, it just didn't rub me the right way. Right. And I've been going there every year now for the last, like, five or six years <laughs> because my friend has a party there. And everybody in there is cool. Right. Super sweet. Super awesome. There was just a perception that was out there that I couldn't walk into that place. And for me to say I can't walk into a place is saying a lot. Right. Because you're not me. Like, you're not the, like, yeah. it's like, oh, you know, is this okay? Like, can we go here? Like, you'll just come and like, look, you'll just have to deal with it. Yes, exactly. But this place has always been so cool to me every time I went. And I feel bad for judging them. But it wasn't just me. It was what people were saying. Right. And it could there could be an element there that doesn't like me like i literally only go on like a specific night it's like they have an open mic and so it's a certain kind of person that goes there that night maybe that place does still have that reputation Mm -hmm. but then there comes of course one of my favorite hashtag sarcasm uh topics is respectability politics Mm -hmm. because let's say you went in you know dressed differently Let's say, like, I step in. Maybe, like I said, my pants might be low, or maybe I'm wearing a durag, or maybe I'm just... Does that mean now that I'm treated differently? Just Always. for You know, exactly. Always. And that's the thing. And I'm not trying to say, like, that's somehow your fault. Yeah. But... I just dress like a bum everywhere. So when I... <laughs> my mother-in-law, she saw me today, and she's like, oh, do you have work today? And I'm like... No, do I actually look put together? <laughs> I'm like, I shocked myself. I literally rolled out of bed. What's least wrinkled? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the new shoes. I just got new shoes, and I think you need to get this shoe brand on. I'm not going to mention their name because I don't want to give them free advertising. But if you can get them as a sponsor, that'd be great. <laughs> because these shoes, literally, you put these shoes on, they're recycled. You can wash them. What? And you put them on, and it automatically upgrades your outfit like five points. Like, so I'm literally in leggings and a t-shirt. Well, the t-shirt is linen because linen is awesome. It's breathable. It always looks put together. Just make sure you iron it. You don't want wrinkled (laughs) linen. But you put these shoes on and now all of a sudden I'm respectable. And I'm like, thank you, shoes. (laughs) Plus five armor. (laughs) (laughs) And it checks and deflect racism. (laughs) (laughs) I, I swear, I wish my life was an RPG. It is. Or... Or that I had a band that followed me around to play music. Runaway Five? Whomever. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about that band from Earthbound that I was like, would follow them around. Oh, they were fun. 
No, I was thinking more of like, um, I'm going to get you, sucker. Yes. Oh, when they actually had the <laughs> yes. band walking around. Do, do, do. Yeah. That's, well, okay, that's well, want. just do that in New Orleans. Because um, do they, I mean, I don't know if they do that now because we're thinking, didn't they have like the thing where you can like pay to have like a. Wait, I can do that? I wouldn't thought I could do that if I was dead. See, I wasn't <laughs> sure because, I mean, I heard it off of, um, what's his name? Uh, Hannibal Burst, uh, one of his stand up specials. Where, I'm going like, to do it. There's supposedly a thing where you can just go to the cops in New Orleans and be like, I want to have a parade. I want to do that. I wish I had known because I would have been parades left and right. Like literally, here's $100. What instruments do you play? And can I have you for 15 minutes? Right. That's that's the quickest hundred bucks they'll ever make. Apparently, it's like a close to three. That's still worth it. At least, well, granted, it was also like seven years ago to special. Oh, so. man, inflation. <laughs> Ah, cost of living, right? <laughs> Granted, I would just go around and have them play like I don't know, like do you know any like TV theme songs? Like, wait, why did different strokes pop into my head? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you imagine walking down the street and it, now the world don't move? <laughs> and everybody knows that song. Everybody would sing along. Everyone would sing along, and that's what I no. That is the plan. If we do end up in New Orleans together, no, we're going to because New Orleans is my favorite place. In the world. So they, okay, by, maybe this is wrong of me to assume, mm-hmm. but I figured everybody knows the different strokes theme song. No, people, if they don't, there's something wrong with their upbringing. Well, I mean, granted, we're pretty much, we speak like TV show theme song, so. Wait, this child I have, <laughs> <laughs> she now sings commercial jingles. Yep. Liberty, 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 liberty. <laughs> Like, baby, don't sing the jingles, but sing them, because it's awesome. And I'm like, how was that any different to what we did? And I'm like, you know what? I need to hire, like, jingle people to, like, do our stuff, because I'm like, that's such an easy... We can find Barry Manilow. You could tell him, like, my mom and my sister are big fanalos. Okay, I'm a secret Barry Manilow fan, but I... I, Come on, I told you we went to go see him. And I'm still mad that I was not there. My husband was mad he was there. (laughs) Because I'm like, really? Does he not like like, Barry Manilow? He's like, I'm here under duress. (laughs) Under duress. <laughs> Such a good husband. Oh, he's the greatest. I was like, see, and the funny part was he, the one time he went to Comic-Con by himself without you, and I think he was just there to just fill the spot until yes. you got there. Yes. And he walked away and he had a good time, so yes. like, I don't know what you're complaining about. Well, the poor thing. I keep telling him. I got to, <laughs> I was like, we got to go. We got to, we got to cosplay. And he's like, just give me what I'm supposed to wear. Like, I don't want to think about it. And so, because <laughs> we were in D.C., and I go to the Comic-Con in New York. I've been for quite a few years. I right. haven't been recently since I had a kid. But we were in D.C. And this woman, <laughs> we're waiting for the shuttle bus. And this wonderful white woman, she was fantastic. And I'm, I mentioned that because it's important that she actually paid attention to what was happening. <laughs> and she's, she was talking to someone else and said, oh, well, there are all these people at my hotel and they're dressed so strangely. And I'm like, they're like wearing costumes or something. I think they said it was a con. And I go, what? <laughs> she's like, wait, the lady up my collar. Where are you? What do you know? <laughs> Where are you staying? And I asked her, well, what hotel? And she tells me. And I said, do you know what kind of con it is? She's like, they said blurred con. And I went, there's a blurred con here? And I didn't know about it? And it's like, what's a blurred con? Oh, son of a gun. Husband. (laughs) Husband, what? You're married to a blurred. I'm blurredish. I have blurred tendencies. No. you. I'm sorry. I'm going to just flat out disagree. You do not have blurred-ish tendencies. You are. (laughs) I should claim my blurredness? No, absolutely. Because the difference is your blurred them is different than, let's say, mine. Yes. 
and what's different to our parents because they were to maybe they didn't have a term for it. Yes. Can we go into definitions real quick now that I'm thinking about it? Right. Because there's a difference between geeks and nerds, right? Absolutely. So if if blurs or black nerds are black geeks bleaks. So wait, is that what Men's Bleak's name is? Stop it! Was that the whole thing the whole time? <laughs> and we didn't know? Man, revelations. Right? <laughs> he was just trying to tell us. He was just trying to say. He's like, I'm geeky, guys, but I'm just not going to be forthright with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sorry, my I don't know who you are, Bleak. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea who you are. Alex, I might not- actually follow him on Facebook <laughs> accidentally. Hold on, I'm gonna check. Keep talking. No, but like, okay, so what, you've never heard of Memphis Bleak, like the rapper? Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of him. I don't know what he does. Okay. All I know is he and Jay Z have history. But like, you definitely do. And I think that's also an extra layer because in those spaces, like I mentioned before, we're not traditionally, I wanna say not allowed, but mm-hmm. we're just not seen there. And mm-hmm. I think now that we are starting to either create those spaces like with BlurredCon. Um matter of fact they had a panel at Anime NYC, this is what, two, three years ago? Mm-hmm. And like watching and they're of course they're talking about it at the panel, but they're actually showing footage of BlurredCon. And like you would have thought that I had watched Avengers Endgame. Like there's just <laughs> tears streaming down my face because it's like It's a beautiful scene. Look at us. Like, like what what people and we I I, to say that what people allow us to do is, you know, taking away our power. But if we're not allowed to be seen this way, right? you know, we have to make our own space to be seen. And I think it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Um, uh, and I were in Philadelphia and there's a black-owned comic book shop, um, Amalgam. Yes. Um, and I was like, we have to go here to patronize. Like, this is important. This is huge. And they were actually doing some filming um some podcasts uh they were had a little panel and it was great it was such a good space and to feel normal like i don't have a problem going to comic book shops and like i'll just roll in but to have a black owned woman owned Mm -hmm. comic book shop in philadelphia right it's just it's it's a beautiful thing it's nuts and it's i think i'd read some interview it's like and maybe i'm hopefully i'm not trying to like put words in her mouth where you know it's like one of those things like i just thought to do this thing like i wasn't even necessarily going in with this yes with a grand scheme of how i'm going to change the world you're like i just want a comic book shop and and that and the little things and there's some quotes that are floating around that that i've seen online basically just being yourself is a form of fighting is a form absolutely of, of you know representation to say i deserve to be here um, i would love to go to blurred con and i really want to cosplay saga which is inspired it's, for it's, so many reasons. It's so good. <laughs> like, husband, I just need you to wear some horns. Horns and a trench coat. That's all. Baby, you need to wear horns and wings. Sorry. She'll enjoy it. Oh, no. She's already enjoys it. She loves playing, like, princess. I didn't want her to be a princess child. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, but at least she's not, like, princess child. Almost. If it wasn't for the blockhead toys she has, then she would be like present. Gumby blockheads. Yep, she, and those are her favorites. And she like they always steal Barbie's car. I'm like, how do you know what the blockheads do? You've only seen one episode. <laughs> I was like, baby, you're too young to be learning about felonies. <laughs> so she was playing. She was playing, and uh, she was at my in-laws, and two of her little characters were fighting over a chair. 
And my mother-in-law is like, well, you have an extra chair. Just so they each have a chair. So she brings over the extra chair, but as another character. So they still have to fight. <laughs> like, this is my child. Like, what? It's, uh, it's, it's definitely in a DNA. Yes, it is in a DNA. But I'm, I'm trying to put her in a place where she feels like she has a place in the world. Right. Then that's, that's huge for me. I've been doing actually a lot of reading. My husband's white. That's important. (laughs) (laughs) And I need her to understand how the world is going to see her. The world is going to see her as black because she is not Halsey pale. The girl's got a little bit of color. No, Halsey's pale. She can't help it. I'm sorry. The sound that I made, I'm like, (laughs) no, I get it. You get it. Like, the world will see her as black. She's she's closer to, like, Tracy Ellis Ross than she is Halsey. Right. But then Halsey, I think once that got out, I think it's like the shift has already started. I, I have nothing against Halsey. No, not at all. I love her to death. I love her to death. And I was just horrified by the backlash from... Blacklash? Did I say that? No, actually, that's no, that's <laughs> no. We're keeping that in. We're not. I'm not. Well, like when they found out she wasn't passing for anything, she no. was always just herself, right? And so for you to say she was denying part of her because she's not parading around her black parent, I think that's ridiculous. No, because then that would be performative. Exactly. Because so let her live her life, right? Because I wasn't necessarily thinking of it as I thought it was like oh, quite cool, mm-hmm. and it also kind of made sense because yes, yes. it just did. Yes. So I'm like, leave the poor girl alone. But my my little baby, who's a little more graham crackerish, that's that's her shade. Um, you know, she's gonna have things to deal with, right? And you know, how many boxes is she gonna check? You know, how like where is she going to fit in the world? And it makes me sad that she has to try to fit anywhere because I've tried to fit everywhere. I do my best to be. Right, because that's kind of what we've just been grown up to, just to try to be as, not agreeable, but just try to get along with everybody, because that was just... And cosmopolitan, even, to the point where you can talk to whomever and have a good conversation because you are aware, you have a lot of knowledge. Right. once you have that information, then you can say, well, I'm going to run down here and, like, hang out at the barbershop, but I'm also going to go to Supercuts and have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, keep, I keep trying to get my husband into the barbershop. He's like, honey, do you see me? And I'm like, you're just a little pale. It'll be fine. They'll like you. I think he'll be fine. Because I think that's what was always something that I've appreciated about your husband is that even when meeting him, especially, like, the whole family, and, you know, we are. And- Poor guy. But yet, <laughs> he just was. He just was. He just was. And I think that most people, I mean, unless what you are is a terrible person. Yes. Just being you. Like, I think most of the time, at least, you know, I don't try to speak for, you know, all black people because I know I'm getting tired of having to. <gasps> we'll like, talk about that in a second. We just, usually I feel like we get along pretty much with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're just, you know, we're cool. We get along. But then it's like, once you start doing things out of pocket is when there's an issue. But for the most part, we get along with anybody. Yes. Yes. And I've actually not called out as many people as I can because I'm tired of hearing about the angry black woman. And I am. So I'm going to own that. But my anger is coming from a place where I'm tired of repeating myself. Right. Like, if you have to say the same thing a million times, wouldn't you get aggravated as well? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not so much about you being angry. It's a fact that I think that as a whole, there's enough people who are very aware of where that anger comes from. 
Because then to acknowledge it means that you'd have to own up, at least to a certain degree, that maybe, okay, that person or that individual didn't necessarily cause everything, mm-hmm. but at least definitely benefits from a system mm-hmm. that, you know, caused you to be yes. angry. Yes, exactly. I'm not, I'm not asking you to take the blame for that, that the system exists, because uh-huh. that's just ridiculous. But you have to say, I need to help fix the system in order to help my friends. And that's that's all I'm asking. I and not even like fix the system. Just go and read a book. But don't yeah. make me tell you all the books. I'm lying. Ask me. I'm actually just gonna start posting everything I'm reading or listening to. And I might start charging people because I think I'm giving away too much information for free. Like it's a it's a second job because I get messages all the time. Oh, can you tell me what I should read? Oh, are there any movies I should watch? And I'm like, it's called the internet. Right. And like, all the internets has all the information. Why are you coming to me? Because I think that and this brings up the next thing we wanted to talk about was and this isn't even new, and I can't, I'm trying not to phrase the word, this is somehow like all of a sudden, this is some brand new thing. Yeah. This has been generations upon generations of pain, of strife, and also just trying to navigate a world that's constantly telling you that you're not enough. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are a woman, mm-hmm. you know, a person of color, LGBT, like that on top of, mm-hmm. you know, your skin color makes it just even that much dicier. Yes. Because as I'm talking to you, I'm realizing like, look... You know, we're both black, but I'm also a black man. Mm-hmm. And I will have it easier. And it's like the two of us will do the same job and we'll get paid mm-hmm. considerably different. You'll get paid considerably less. Yes. So it's like, even then, I still have to realize okay, there's some uh, some chunk of privilege there to yeah. be had. Oh, I know my privilege. I can rattle it off. You know, I went to private schools. You know, I, yeah. Um, I grew up in a city, but I grew up on like the outskirts of not the major city. So. You know, I still benefited from being in a nicer area. You know, right. I travel and I travel extensively. You know, I, I've been out of the country multiple times and there's some people who haven't even left their town. So I get my privilege and I own it. And that's what makes me upset when people's like, well, I don't have privilege. I grew up poor, rabble, rabble. It's okay to say you have privilege. Yeah. That's fine. That's not a bad thing. But you have to see how your privilege ushers you through the world. Exactly. I know how I'm ushered through the world. The privilege doesn't start, it's funny, until I start speaking. People see me, Mm -hmm. and they see me in a certain way. And I've got my faux locks installed by me. No, they're pretty much legit locks at this point. Well, the lady at I I met randomly, she's like, who does your locks? And I'm like, I did it because I bought them. But, you know, you see me and it's just, oh, look, there's a black girl. But I open my mouth and all of a sudden there's a there's a switch I see in people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's horrible. Like, what was the thought before the switch went off? Exactly. Because now there's more, it's more pleasant. The experience is nicer. It's like, what would have happened if something else? Yes, if I didn't say these words. How would you have treated but Fallon, me? Fallon, you're so well-spoken. Oh, You're, sweet you're so eloquent. Oh, my God. You're so articulate. Right? Oh, do you read? <laughs> like, do you? <laughs> really? Is that... Oh, is my that- gosh. And these things that we've had to hear for years. And, like, you know, going to schools and going to, like, the back-to-school nights. And the parents are like, oh, your kids are so well-behaved. They're so well-spoken. I'm like, what did what you... What you expect? As their kids constantly jump up and down on the tables, burning things down during PTA meetings. So let me tell you about church. So I love my church. 
I've been through a few different denominations. Just running through it. That's fair. I did I did the Baptist thing for a while. We went to Catholic school. Went back to the Baptist thing. Nope. Rewind. Went non-denominational. Back to the Baptist thing. Got into a fight with the Baptist. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and then went Lutheran. Love my church. Love it. Um, and there are... Um, church-wide meetings that we have for the state. Right. And we talk about, it's always the same thing, but we went as representatives for our church, and it was like, we talk about the budget, and we talk about outreach, and we talk about, you know, our Bosnia trips, and, you know, but every year there's some kind of referendum on race. Every year. Oh, no. <laughs> every year. I'm so scared already. You should be. I'm bracing myself. <laughs> so, a guy gets up, old and crotchety, he's got his cane, he doesn't sound like dad, though. He's not like Loch Ness Monster. Wait, are you saying the dad sounds like Loch Ness Monster? Yes. Okay, that's right. It's, it's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, I own that episode because I watch it every once in a while and it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> South Park, uh, Chef's Parents episode, it's classic. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, please do. So, guy gets up and he says, every year we talk about race and if we get keep talking about it, it's going to be a problem. We should just let it go, blah, blah, blah. So, Fallon, this is my third or fourth year at this, and I get up, and I never say anything at these. I raise my little green if I vote yes, raise my little red if I vote no. It's auction pedal? Yeah, pretty much. I wish, because that would be so classy. It's just, like, literally construction paper. Um, and I get up, and the look of fear <laughs> on our pastor's face, he's going, oh, no, she's going to burn this place down. And so I go up to the microphone and I say my name, I say my home church, and I said, until I can walk into a Lutheran church and they see me as a possible member and not the help, we're going to have this conversation over again. And then I sit down. And when I say crickets, crickets. Like, no one had any, like, they didn't even know how to start the meeting again. Like, yeah, like, just, where do you start from that? It's like, oh, so uh, the bake sale yeah. next week. <laughs> Lemon squares, yes. Right? <laughs> But some people need to be told about themselves. Right. And I think that's the other thing I always keep coming to is the guilt. It's the the guilt of the people who, I guess, want to try to do better. You know, like the people who are like, oh, what should I read? And okay, in the back of your minds, I'm like, okay, I understand. Deep down, they're at least asking questions or trying yes. to help. But why does that always end up being on our shoulders? To teach you. To teach you. About what the world is doing to us when the information is out there, especially now. Right. It's not like it's 50 years ago. I mean, even 50 years ago, it was on a television. Like, you can't ignore this nonsense. Yeah. Like, put on PBS. Henry Gage Jr. is on there, like, every other week, talking about black people. Just, just put on some PBS. And I, too, shall rise? Or... Oh, I did see that. Fantastic yeah. program. Yes. I actually was looking for the book, because I want to get it. Because that's so much of it, and I'm, maybe I shouldn't necessarily... I don't want to mention by name, but, you know, I've had a few people come to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and some of them I know who will do this regularly because yes. they're good friends of mine. Yes. And who've always been about it without having been mm -hmm. told or prompted. Mm -hmm. Who were just checking in just to make sure that, like, yes. hey. Oh, so many people are checking in. I'm like, guys, I already don't answer my text messages. Like, why, <laughs> why would you bombard me with more? In I'm fine. But thank you. That's tough because at that point you're like, you know, okay, they're, they're trying to help. But then... Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen other people reach out to others publicly, which is like, yikes. But then asking the same thing, like, you know, what am I supposed to do about this? How am I supposed to help? And I don't think necessarily it's coming from like a place of being 
there, there's no ill intent. No. But it's the uh, not maybe the lack of understanding mm-hmm. that what we have had to deal with in the past couple of weeks is what people have had to deal with their entire lives in some way. Yes. And it's traumatic. Like I and you and a lot of people have had to watch people that look just like us die on mm-hmm. national television. Yep. Repeatedly. Like they won't stop showing the videos. Like, is it necessary to keep showing it? And I hear the point people need to see it. But we don't need to keep reliving it. Right. Is it's just salt in the wound at that point. And I know there's a lot of people who feel guilty about that. A lot of white people who feel guilty mm-hmm. about that. Yet, you know, I've been seeing so many threads and so many posts, which is like the information's good and it's valid. But until the conversation starts being centered around that guilt, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really concerned that nothing's actually going to move forward. I think guilt is so useless. Guilt is only used to control people and dampen people. Because if you can't get past the guilt for something you've done or haven't done, how do you grow? Because you just sit and wallow in that guilt. And yeah, if you did some effed up things, yeah, you deserve to feel bad about it. But that's different than feeling guilty. Because I like feeling bad about it because I did a bad thing mm-hmm. makes sense. Right. But oh, I have white guilt. Why? Like, just because realizing that you benefited from a system is not inherently your fault. It's a systematic issue. Right. And that's okay. Now you just work to make the system fair for everyone. Exactly. And you can do it in your own small way. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of that guilt, because I've read stuff that you posted, some of my friends and even myself, where you say, hey, we're highlighting a particular issue that needs to be changed. And for the most part, there are people who will like it. Someone like, hey, can I share this? This sounds cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. And there's all, you know, there's usually Always. one. Oh. One. And even if it's nothing that anyone I know has posted, it could just be general. Where one person, and even just spreading a message of, like, peace and unity to be like, hey, we're going to be all right and we need to uplift each other. You know, much like when we were talking about, like, you know, the, what we're going to get into in a minute. Mm-hmm. Someone who somehow takes offense. Like, why are you offended? I posted something that was so uplifting, and it was for anyone who is doing anything with this movement, whether you're protesting, whether you're supporting, you know, Black-owned businesses, whether you're educating yourself, like, keep doing what you're doing, because that's what makes change. And one person has to come at me and like, oh, well, it's sad that, you know, uh, George Floyd died, but blah, 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 Black-on-Black crime, and why can't... And just, I, I have to tell him about one of the things he needs to know. I mean, this isn't about you. Right. And it, it wasn't even about those things that you argued. It wasn't. It was literally, we're doing great things, guys. Keep up the momentum. That's all it was. It was super positive. Because someone had said, and I did thank them, like, you know, personally, mm-hmm. something that's really stuck with me. And it's like, they basically said, as much as we've been sharing like you know stories about black pain we also should be sharing black accomplishments yes and black joy mm-hmm. not that and in, in in it doesn't have to be one or the other no we can acknowledge what has happened mm-hmm. what is still happening because that's important it is very important i'm not even saying that yeah. it's not but we have to like I, I need a break i need to see some nice things every once in a while i need to see some good things that are happening and I feel like I'm getting a lot of that from Instagram right now and all the black businesses I'm following and, you know, just supporting each other and saying, you know, look, guys, 
we can do this. We'll right. make it. Right, because the difference is you're not doing it out of a place of, because I've seen some posts where it's like, oh, hey, let's be positive today. Here's some cats. No. And I'm like, <laughs> the cats are cool, but people are dying. <laughs> I could look at cats in, yes. you know, in a minute. <laughs> but <you>. right now. <laughs> but, in, in, but in this case, it's more of the, because, because it's so traumatic, it will bury you. Like, I spent weeks, like, just frozen. Yep. Same. Just Same. completely like, what do you do? Because trying to do something like, okay, well, I'm going to read a book, I'm going to do this, feels like you're trying to ignore it. But then it's like, if you stare so deep mm-hmm. into that, that abyss. void abyss, yeah, it's like, what do you do? And what I, I, I want to just say thank you to you for the work that you've been starting and have been doing. Because I think this is that next step, at least for, at least for us. Mm-hmm. Because I... Almost, I'm worried that we'll be so deeply buried in that hurt that we'll never be able to get out of it. And mm-hmm. I, that's why I think it's so important that we do support each other, support our businesses, or even if it, they don't necessarily have something themselves to promote, to just even just be out and say, hey, I see you mm-hmm. and let's lift each other up. Yes. It's so important because if we don't do for ourselves, like, and it's, and it's sad, you know, I don't want to boycott the world. But there's so many businesses that are out there that are getting ignored. Mm-hmm. Just completely ignored. But if you don't know they exist, you know, how, how can we? There's um, a grocery store that was built in Atlanta that is full of only things that black people make. And how cool is that? That's awesome. That's a fantastic. Like, I didn't know there was a company making detergent that was black owned. Out with Aunt Jemima. Sorry, auntie. Um... <laughs> And now they have like pancake mix and syrups, you know, right. Master P running around making ramen, whatever. That's the thing. <laughs> Make it go, oh, uh, uh, ramen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you, don't, you, Sorry, can, I you just, can cut that out. It's like mystical wrapping on the side of the pot. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. <laughs> it stays. It stays. <laughs> and I think that's. Something that we can do, and and this is the part that sucks, though. And I don't want to necessarily hinge on this, but the because there's so many spaces where it's hard to navigate. It's like we'll make our own spaces. I was mm-hmm. we've always done, yeah. you know, <laughs> Tulsa and Rosa being some of those. Yeah. Um, because that's always the thing you always hear. Well, why can't you get your own stuff? Why can't you always do this? Because and it's like, we had and you destroyed it. I just learned, and I'm horrified to say this that. Philadelphia bombed a neighborhood in the 80s because of the move group that was there. And I was horrified. Yeah. Horrified. The 80s. In the 80s. We were born in the 80s. Yes. Yes. And if that can happen and everybody's just like, oh, well, or they don't teach it at all. Mm -hmm. How can you feel safe anywhere? How many people didn't know about Oklahoma to Watchmen? Yeah. It's shocking. Shocking. And a lot of them, it's like, well, if they don't teach it, how are how are you to know? Well, now especially because we have so much so much access to information, it's literally got to be you take it upon yourself to get this information in. Because it's out there, and it's not that hard to find it. Mm-hmm. Just do a Google search, mm-hmm. like just try it. And much like any other information, you, you know, have some, to weed through some of the crap, right? Part of my language. Does that give you an explicit no. reading now? 
Uh, I've oh, had crap, expo- crap, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I've had an explosive read on the thing for ages. Oh, oh, good. Great. Here I am not cussing. No, I don't want to start cussing. We're good. That's okay. Crap, 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 crap. <laughs> so I don't know if you wanted to actually mention it necessarily by name just yet or if you feel like... Oh, my hot mess of a website that I'm in love with? It's not a hot mess. No, because this is an important work and yes... It's it is a- important and it's, it's so in its infancy, but I thought... You know, if I sit and wait till it's perfect, it's never going to happen. Right. So I put it out there, and it's my baby, and it's called Access Boss, and Boss stands for Black Owned Services and Sites, and it I'm <laughs> I'm going to say this I can't even say it with a straight face. I was like I was looking to make the next Blangies list for like Black Angie's list, and I'm like that's ridiculous, Fallon. No, because you said that one night, <laughs> and I was like I love it. <laughs> I was like, is there a way to say that where Angie's list doesn't necessarily come at you? <laughs> no, because we don't talk to Blangela. You know we don't. <laughs> oh. Oh. And, you know, I'm I'm starting to gather information. It's really hard. Basically, in the perfect world, you can sign up for free. And anybody who owns a business, who's an artist, who... Um, you know, works in construction or is a dentist would put their information on it again for free for just a regular um, listing. And if you wanted some promotion by us, there's some packages you can buy that are monthly or you can right. pay yearly for a discount. But that's literally just to cover operating costs. You know, that's I'm not looking to make like a profit off of this. I just need I want something where people can go where. So I started another business. Because what do you do in pandemics? You just start LLCs. Right. And um, I was looking for an accountant, a black accountant that was near me. And it took me a month and a half to find someone that's less than a mile up the street. And that, it, why? Why? If there's a market for it. That's wild. It's it's nuts. And there are a lot of other sites that I love and I use that you can use to find products. Mm-hmm. Which is great. But, you know, what if you want a black dentist? What if you're looking for... Someone who is like a black-run daycare center. Like, a multitude of things. There should be a space where you can find Right. Things. And something that we talk about a lot on this show is, you know, about community. It's mm-hmm. about the people. Because finding products is easy. Yes. But finding people that you can connect with. Mm-hmm. And that's why. And that's any good business. Yes. It should be about the people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all forums also can be really tough because mm-hmm. also then those... The trolls. And then, of course, the vetting to make sure that, okay, they may have a business, but is it legit? You know, yes. Know. Well, that's also a thing. You know, any information that I have, I think I've had like one, two businesses add their information and one of the guys I actually knew. So, I actually have to go in and vet all the businesses and make sure right. the website is true. And so, it's a lot of work for me on top of... You know, the other business I started. So I want people to, A, realize that I'm here. And B, just don't be afraid. It's literally your name, what you do, and your social media information. And right. that's it. And that's why someone could just find you. Exactly. And I think even if it's in its infant stages for a while and it takes a while to grow, mm-hmm. just to even start yeah. is so important. And... You know, I'm proud of you. I mean, I've always been proud of you, but that takes a lot of work. And I think that's something else is that when we see each other thrive mm-hmm. and see each other do well, like that does so much for your self-esteem. Yes. For your person. Because when you all you see is the worst, you start thinking, shoot, am I mm-hmm. just the worst? Am I, like, what am I to the rest of the world? Yes. 
And yeah, you're right. Sometimes you have to see yourself as important. And if you can do that to elevate someone else, great. Because that's that's important. That's important. So if anybody's looking for us, it's Access Boss, A-C-C-E-S-S-B-O-S-S dot co, not dot com. I'm going to find that person and I'm going to take it, but I'm not going to pay them a buttload of money for it. I'll let my lawyers do it. You hear that? Found got shooters. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the people up there. I got people. I'm kidding. Oh, but thank I you. do have lawyers. <laughs> I'm so glad that we had this chat. And well, we're just gonna do this again at some point. Of course. And I'm sorry it took me literally like what half a decade. I have half a decade. But I can talk about other things. Um, <gasps> just watched Knives Out. I haven't seen it yet, so don't spoil. Not what I thought it was going to be. Completely different from what I thought it was going to be, and it was amazing. Which is funny. I've said that about almost every Ryan Johnson movie. Right. Because I said that about Last Jedi. I said that about, what was the one he did? Was it Brick? Yes. Which was like, I don't know what this movie was. And mm-hmm. so I realized it's just like- I did uh, not see Brick. Oh, nor did I see Looper. But he did both of those, oh, right? I think Looper is also his. Yes, yes. Dad has like, I was like, you need to watch Looper. Okay, fine. I'm like, dang, this movie's good. Oh, okay, okay. All right. I it's a really it. good movie. Well, you haven't watched Looper? No. Don't snitch on you. <laughs> don't snitch. I got time. Don't tell Gary. Um, <laughs> oh, son of a gun. I said his name again. I love that man. That's right. We'll just, uh, I might actually have to just be. Wait, wait. It. We're just like Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually just do that now. <sighs> that Al Pacino movie. Um, <laughs> but it was so good. The cast was fantastic. Although, you're going to watch Daniel Craig. And you're going to laugh so hard. No, so, don't so tell me a, he's, he's trying an American accent. Take a break. When when he comes on, make sure you got your drink. And you're not drinking it when you're watching it. Okay. Just be prepared to pause so you can laugh. So is he just funny or just is it just... Wait. Just please watch it. If you could watch it today, that'd be great. Okay. And I'll come back tomorrow. I'm kidding. I can't come back tomorrow. But I'll come back. We should just have like a movie episode where we talk about like... Yeah. Awesome. Oh, well, you're coming back on. That's not... I'm going to talk about all the things. Wait, so where did you watch Knives Out? It's on Amazon Prime. Watched it last night. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so awesome. Are you watching or rewatching? Um, because Disney Plus has the 90s X-Men cartoon? Um, I want to watch it with the kid, but she's watching The Last Airbender right now. Wait, not the movie. No, the, oh. the show. She somehow found it on YouTube Kids and is now watching it. It's so on Netflix. She might have found it there too. I don't know. And I'm like, all right, kid, if this is you, this is you. That's I was nice. gonna say, don't tell our sister that. Well, I guess we're done. This well, no, fun. well, oh. I didn't want to leave just yet. Oh, you gonna keep me? Well, I'll keep you for a little bit, but no, let me know when you're free. We can always do it again. Okay, I like this stuff. Right? Isn't it fun? It's so much fun because I like to talk. Exactly. And I love me. <laughs> and I love you too. Oh, so but mainly me. But mainly me. No, the phrase is "you first, after me." <laughs> put on a t-shirt oh my gosh i need to have a t-shirt yes. like so many nuggets of because like- my sister somehow is like bender and master shake <laughs> rolled into one but funny so you don't really- you were like oh that was hysterical but mean but funny but funny <laughs> but thank you so much for doing this and oh, we definitely should you. do this again we um will be. oh you already mentioned a name but i figured for the sake of repetition access boss accessboss.co um you can find me on instagram um, access boss you could also look up black owned services and i'll pop up on facebook it's access boss llc 
I might be on Twitter. I'm pretty sure I am. Access Boss LLC, I think, is also there. Um, I'm not just on Access Boss am I doing companies, but also a running list of the books I'm reading. To like, so maybe you don't have to ask me. Just follow me on Instagram, and you can see what book of the week is happening. Look, right. homework, um, <laughs> <laughs> work, work. What do you mean? I gotta think for myself. <laughs> I'm horrible, <laughs> but I think it's important that people see, and you know, it's really fun. It's giving me an outlet and to post pretty pictures and companies and thoughts, quotes. Um, some of my photography is up there because oh. I, I take pictures every once in a while. Um, this is my cool picture from when I went to Hawaii with Ooh. the hubby. Yeah, like it's some it's some good stuff here. It's quality. Oh, this one I blew my mind making this. I was like, this is like deep. Yikes! Not a lot of people liked it. <laughs> That's fine because you know what? I'm almost tempted to just make that the, the header for the episode. <laughs> Guys, this is what you're missing. If it's the header for the episode, guys, and it looks like a flag, and they read it, I'm not sorry. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I do love that that has pretty much become the unofficial slogan of 2020. I said what I said. I've used it quite a few times, especially my last Facebook fight. Which really wasn't a fight. No, that was like little Mac trying to fight like Mike Tyson and punch <laughs> out. But like doing a cheat code, like you first played the game, but you got to cheat to cheat just code. fight yeah. Mike Tyson yeah. and never went through like Glass Joe or like <laughs> King, or King Hippo. Hippo. <laughs> and you, just, you didn't bounce off the King Hippo, you do not deserve to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically it because they tried. They tried so hard. So hard. And I love, I gotta say, I've got like a squad on Facebook, in my real life. Like, these are the people I know support me and love me. And most of the time, if someone comes at me, I just take a step back. And I'm like, I got people who handle this. I'm like, don't don't even come at me. And every once in a while, I say something. They're like, no, no, Fallon, you don't have to do it. We got it. Thank you. <laughs> See, and that's what having, like, good friends and mm-hmm. a good support system. Yes. And something that I, I want to end with, and I, the more I'm hearing it, the more it makes sense to me. Is someone has said we need less allies and more accomplices? Yes. And I'm like, man. I have accomplices. I have people who will fight the fight for me. Literally, there are at least five people. If I if I screenshot them something, someone says to me, and they're like, we're on it. That's it. Like, just tell us where it is. <laughs> we're on it. And I'm like, thank you. So uh-huh. I can take a mental break. Because it's it's hard to fight all the time. All the time. It's exhausting. So if someone else, and that's literally what it has to be, it's like, I'll take this burden from you if I can. Because it should not just be. Mm-hmm. And that's also the other thing, like figuring out, okay, when do you step in? When do you step back? And making sure that you're speaking with, but not for. for yes. Or definitely not at. Yes. And I, I think my group of friends are doing a really good job. Like, if they see something, they'll even ask me, do you want us to say something? And if I don't, I'm like, just leave it alone. That's great. But to ask is, it's huge to say this right? is this is not necessarily our fight to fight, but we will fight it for you if you want. And that's and the that's beauty of it. so wonderful. Like, these are my people. And, and I do them. appreciate those people and shout you out to them. Are. You know who you is? Uh-huh. <laughs> like a regular, like, Don Toretto. Just got her little crew. Oh. Like I got, I got my whole crew. We're like Bebe's kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, we're definitely going to talk music, though. I mean, I have a whole other podcast about that. So hey, 
Wink, wink, nudge, wink, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Nepotism. <laughs> I love nepotism when it applies to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we should probably go because I'm starving. Oh, uh, yeah. The husband made me lunch because that's the kind of husband he is. And it's been sitting there. He was so impressed the way I cut the chicken. So we were grilling. And I'm like, this chicken's going to take forever to cook on the grill. So I cut it the chicken breast lengthwise. Oh. So it makes it thinner. And you don't have to overcook it. It doesn't become rubbery. He's like, this is genius. See, and that's why y'all married. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's not that big of a deal, but it was damn good chicken. No, it is a very big deal. It's very big deal. <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Love you all. Bye. Bye. For more great podcasts, visit adrianhasissues.com.